0: Welcome to Brain Stuff, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, Brain Stuff, Lauren Vogelbaum here. For centuries, peoples in Central America and the North American Southwest have used peyote, a hallucinogenic cactus, for certain religious ceremonies and rituals. And during the psychedelics-infused days of the 1960s, peyote found a new audience among counterculture hippies seeking a back-to-nature lifestyle. These days, peyote is in the news again, in part because the plant, along with hallucinogenic mushrooms, was decriminalized in Oakland, California in June of 2019, the second city in the U.S. to do so after Denver, Colorado. Advocates say the cactus's new status will free up law enforcement to pursue more serious matters and potentially allow for more research into peyote's physical and psychological effects, which may help people with mental health disorders or substance misuse disorders. But before we look at its medicinal side, let's first find out what the plant is all about. Peyote, taxonomical name Lophophora williamsii, peyote is a small cactus that grows mostly underground, only its top is visible. This is called the button or crown, and it ranges in size from roughly that of a ping pong ball to a baseball, both slightly flattened and bulbous. They're actually super cute and look like little bluish-green steam buns. Peyote is a spineless, slow-growing cactus, one that may take years to reach flowering maturity in the deserts of South Texas and Northern Mexico. As they grow, the cacti produce a range of compounds called phenethylamine alkaloids, some of which have a distinctive hallucinogenic effect on humans. Once harvested, the crowns can be eaten, brewed as a tea, or dried and crushed into a powder, which can then be loaded into capsules. Users may also smoke the dried version. The primary active ingredient is mescaline, a powerful drug that the United States categorizes as a Schedule I substance, making it mostly illegal to possess or consume. Interestingly, the mescaline causes a severe reaction in animals, which deters them from eating it, providing protection for this cactus with no spines. But as with many plants that developed chemical deterrence to being eaten by mammals, some humans have decided that they enjoy the effect. Flavor compounds that taste bitter or spicy are thought to have developed for the same reasons. Some indigenous people in parts of North and Central America revere peyote as a way to accentuate their spiritual ceremonies. Native Americans may gather around a fire and share peyote as a shaman or ceremonial leader chants and sings, guiding participants through the experience, which may last 10 hours or longer. In Mexico, the Huitul or Tari people may set out on peyote pilgrimages throughout the desert several times a year, stopping along the way to take more peyote. The traditional belief is that the experience opens channels to their gods. And I hope I said Tari correctly. I couldn't find a good pronunciation. I did try. Beyond religious ceremonies, peyote has a long history as medicine in these cultures. People sometimes use the cacti to help with fever, skin problems, blindness, colds, diabetes, and pain. The U.S. government does not recognize any of the medicinal claims made regarding peyote, and given its illegality, research into those medical claims has thus far been limited. Peyote ingestion was prohibited in 1970 when the Controlled Substance Act was passed by Congress, although the Native American Church was exempt from this law. In 1976, Alan Birnbaum, founder of his own Native American Church of New York, challenged the status quo by insisting that the Drug Enforcement Administration, or DEA, quote, "...exempt the use of all psychedelic drugs and religious ceremonies of all churches that believe that psychedelic drugs are deities." When the DEA refused, he sued. The Supreme Court sided with him. Laws regarding peyote vary in other nations. For example, it's legal in Canada, but only if you're using the plant for religious reasons, not for recreational purposes. And in the United Kingdom, it's legal to grow peyote, but not to prepare it for consumption— In Mexico, it's illegal to consume peyote or harvest the wild variety because it's endangered, but there's, again, an exception for religious purposes. Peyote works by interacting with the neurotransmitter serotonin in your brain to alter your thinking and perception. Because potency varies from plant to plant, it's difficult to dose the drug with any real accuracy. Those who eat peyote cacti or drink its tea report a bitter taste, one so overwhelming that many people become nauseated and wind up vomiting, sometimes violently. As the drug takes hold, people may see brighter colors or hear louder sounds or lose track of time or place. They could experience euphoria, detachment, illusions, or visual distortions. As to whether they have a good trip or a bad trip can depend on the expectations of the users and the setting. Is it taking place in a church, a nightclub, or a doctor's office? If the trip goes badly, mood swings, paranoia, or panic may occur. Other side effects may include dry mouth, headaches, increased heart rate, and impaired motor skills peyote isn't generally regarded as a physically addictive drug. Like hallucinogenic mushrooms, many users take the drug only occasionally and often as part of a spiritual experience. But as with all mind-altering substances, some mental health experts express concerns that peyote may produce psychological dependency in some users. Although most Native cultures frown on recreational use, many curious people outside of Native American churches seek peyote, sometimes simply as a psychedelic or perhaps as part of what they see as a personal spiritual journey. There is an industry of churches and guides who will help tourists find and take peyote, but over-harvesting from tourism is threatening the peyote supply, and as a result is also imperiling whole religious traditions, which rely so heavily on the sacred plant. Once the plant's been harvested, it may take a decade or more for it to regenerate and produce mature crowns. In Texas, only a handful of peyote harvesters, called peyoteros, can legally harvest the cacti and then sell them to the Native American church— the Payotteros lease land in the tiny patch of Texas where the cacti is found, hoping to find enough of the prized plant to make a living. It grows in less than 1% of the state by area, a swath roughly the size of Rhode Island, or about 1,250 square miles. That's around 3,500 square kilometers for our metric friends. Today's episode was written by Nathan Chandler and produced by Tyler Klein. Brainstuff is a production of iHeartRadio's How Stuff Works. For more on this and lots of other spiritual topics, visit our home planet, HowStuffWorks.com. And for more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.